All right. That was a pretty fucking metal intro for pretty fucking metal, metal yeah. cryptid. Enjoy. My name is Bobby. This yeah. is Bobby's Cryptid Corner. Can you guys hear me? No. Oh, yes. Hell yeah. Uh, we got a we got a full house tonight. I would say I'd call this a right? full start house. Off the, start off the year with we got Uncle there. Jesse and we got uh, uh, what's that little girl's name that uh, that lives next door? DJ's best friend. What's her name, guys? Oh. You know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Kimmy. Mm, I have no idea Kimmy. what you're talking about. Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy. We got, no oh, we got uh we got Bree. Kari, uh, uh, it's me, Jamie, Allegedly. and uh, Tony's here per usual. Kraken right? Slayers, you guys wanted me to introduce ever. you, right? No, that was horrible. No. Everybody, welcome to your Tuesday night. <laughs> it is time for Bobby's Cryptid Corner, where every Tuesday we talk about the weird, the creepy, the cryptid, and all things weird, paranormal, whatever it is, whatever we're weirdly into. Uh, named after our wonderful Bobby over here, who did not know how to intro the show, but that's okay because as a team, I thought it was a great, it was a great we all figure it out. What are we here to talk about I today, can make Bobby? House references. Uh, we're talking about the most metal uh, monster of the deep, the cryptid, or is it the, uh, is it me? the Kraken? We have uh. we haven't done a aquatic uh, aquatic cryptid in a while. No, we, we have not. No. But I think before we even get into it, though, do we have a video we're going to show? Mm. Yes. yes. There's some oh, right, let's do it Wait, Bobby, you want to talk a little bit about it first? I know. Yeah, yeah I was going to say there's some very recent Sasquatch footage that came out off the coast of Ontario, I believe, or one of them lakes or rivers in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty compelling because people are there are people saying this is some of the best footage in a very, very long time. Long time. You want to? You want to? We'll be the judge of so these are people on a boat and if you watch here it'll kind of zoom in a little bit and you can see a kind of auburn hairy creature walk across where those rocks are there in the well the center now um this video is going to play like the full okay pretty wild and it'll get a, it'll get closer and closer. It'll get to a close up, yeah. I love that they drove over there. <laughs> You're gonna make me turn into yeah. They actually mysterious science carry. Yeah. They actually saw it while they were filming, which is interesting because a lot of times, like, there's certain uh, footage out there of people like just kind of looking at their their vacation camping footage or whatever. Uh, when they get home and they see something in the in the shot there, but this they seem to have saw it and then hey let's let's move the boat over there and see what that thing is. Yeah, look at that. So I mean, it hits all the profile points. It's like um, auburny, brownish red hair. It's got that little hunch. Yep. Looks like it has a conical head. It's swinging its arms, kind of like Patty would in the Patterson Gimlin film. Which tells me, if I'm if I'm putting on my skeptic hat, it, it's pretty. Uh, if it is fake, they were really trying to mimic the uh, the real uh, Patterson Gimlin film, I think. But I yes. don't think it's fake. I think it's real as shit. No, I agree with you. It definitely you? mimics the uh, the uh, Patterson Gimlin and the way it walks and everything. It's very on point with it. Which could either add credit or take away credit. So I, I know. don't know. Anyone else have uh, any thoughts on this new footage? 
I'm gonna give this one a full eight. Let me give it an Ooh. eight. An eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna leave some for room for. Uh, I'm gonna read some. Leave some room for uh, it being fake, but I'm gonna give it an eight as well. Oh yes. Okay, Brie. Uh, I, you know, for some reason, I just, I don't know. I mean, they said it's on, in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already know that Canada is one of the heaviest spots for Sasquatch, Bigfoot. Also because it's so dense and it's forestry. And there's actually not yeah. a lot of people that live in Canada, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, which I had no idea about till recently. For like the, so, I mean, especially compared to the landmass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like if that was in uh, here in the states, I mean, Jesus, I feel like their entire population is maybe just California's population. So, I mean, it's a great spot for the Scotch to be chilling, and I guess I, I kind of, uh, I, I have, I have to, I'll give it a six. Just go for oh. Really? All right, Kari. Well. I can't see any like signs of it being CGI, so I'm leaning towards it just being a dude in a suit. Kind of like that okay, thumbnail. So that you've ac- you've actually seen a Bigfoot. What I thought was a Bigfoot. I don't know if it was Bigfoot. But... No, it was. No, stop. Um, <clears throat> Car is like very skeptical. It's definitely not a bear. No. No. I mean, I, I'm skeptical to a point. But what's your number, Tony? I'm gonna give it an eight. I'm gonna go with the eight. Okay. Yeah. I I've wa- I watched a lot of footage five, of gorillas. Be or not. I don't think it's Ugh. okay. You're I, middle bitch. In yet. terms of it actually being Bigfoot, no, I don't think it is. I think that's someone in a suit. Because mm. it's it's not CGI because like it goes behind the tree and it's really stable with the frame rate. That's all fine. I think it's just someone in a suit. Also, why did they turn mm. the boat towards it? Oh, uh, I would. I'd, I'd, not. Let's go. I'd be like, yeah. nah. I'd no, be, I'd be like, let's go. Yeah. Brie would definitely be like, in the let's water? go. I've seen her in action. She's walking towards shit. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, I if it's a hoax, it's a really good one, I would say. <laughs> I, I mean, I was watching Unless it's, it's tapping on the tent, then you're terrified. I'll give the video, like, <laughs> in terms of it being Sasquatch, I'm going to give it a zero. Big fat zero. Mm. Wow. Okay, listen, okay. Can, I, can, I, can I speak for a moment here? I, I yeah, would like please. to say that, <laughs> Kari, if this is someone in a suit, that's a pretty big fella. Um, and he seems to fill out the suit pretty well. You know what I mean? It's a big one. It could just be padded. Like, I just can't just imagine. Like, yeah, but look how tall it is. I mean, if you compare it to, to the rest of the trees. Yeah, look but it. there's no way that to tell. That head like, is above... I know, but I mean that's no, a pretty goes, large. He goes behind tree. that tree there, like yeah. His head is the up tree, here. Yeah, but the tree because he's higher than the base of the tree. Like he's behind where that tree is. When he zooms Boy, in, you'll babe. see it. Like if they would have went over there and done a comparison, like somebody stood on the rock where the yeah, that's the, what we need. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I was watching some footage of gorillas walking upright a little while ago, and it. It looks a lot more awkward than this. This looks like than a that, yeah. No, this literally looks just like the Patterson Gimlet. It's like very identical to the stride. It mm-hmm. just doesn't look back. It just doesn't look yeah, back. Yeah, the arms. 
the arm swing, the mm-hmm. final comes voice, in. It seems you a see the light over. You see the light on the light face. on the face, and he's looking towards the boat, and then looks at where he's stepping. Hmm. Yep. What what do you what what are we drawing from that? That's well, he clearly sees point. that they're coming over yeah. there. See right. right there is its face. Oh yeah. It's like oh I see you. So the person I mean, was just cruising. Do we know exactly the lake, where this was? was? Like, like exactly where in the lake it was? Lake Ontario. We know uh, there, could be, there could be like a whole camp right behind that tree line. So, well, we what lake yeah, is it? Oh, yeah, like what? Do we know where this was? <clears throat> Ontario, Lake Ontario. It's either in Ontario or at Lake. I think it's Lake Ontario, which isn't necessarily in Ontario, if I'm not mistaken. Failure, mm. professor. Lake Lake Ontario is the most northern of the Great Lakes, correct? The mm. coldest. I'm gonna of say, them. ooh, I'm gonna say then for show because the Great Lakes, yeah, has always been a hot spot area, even down to the uh, Aboriginal Indigenous speaking people there. Would that not mean? Yeah, I mean, this to fake something in that area though, if it's a hot spot. No, because I mean it's not really a hot spot. I'm just thinking like historically wise. And unless people have a show where they also have to look up other creatures and their entire history, which most people don't, I don't think that they would really know that. Hmm. We just know the, that because that's hoax, what we do. Maybe the hoax is for people that are looking into it. So that they know the law and then they go, Oh my god, it's in that spot, it must be real. Oh no, I don't think so. All right. Well, that was an, a fun little way to shake up our evening. Um, and Happy New Year to everybody. We didn't get a chance to say that yet. Dude. Happy, New, Happy Year. New Year. I heard it's we have high hopes. a number changed. Something like that. A, a number, number changed. changed. I have hopes. Yes, it's been like, it's been like 2,023 uh, years since Christ was born. The year of our well, Lord. Yeah, the year of our Lord. Well, it is a universal number seven, if you are in numerology. So let's think high hopes. We're doing mm-hmm. good. All right. It's supposed to be a good year. All yeah. right, Bree. Uh, as always, everybody, our drinking game is drinking anytime. Be we cannot pronounce anything, which will happen eventually and, and multiple times over this episode. So, Bree, why don't you go ahead and bring it up? What we're all here for the main event the Kraken. It's me. Kari, I would I would have put you in here. I didn't know, but I'm just gonna say you are the Kraken. This is there you. you. Go. That, yeah. <laughs> Kari's you. boat. No, because I don't <laughs> you guys ride me. Kari's the weather. <laughs> Kari's the weather. There we go. Kari's I'm the weather. weather. I'm all encompassing. I affect everybody on planet Earth, and you're all at my whim. That's great. Can you guys yes. just see how hilarious I look right here? Mm-hmm. I love it. We all look so cute. Which one are you? Oh, the little red hat? Oh, yes. I put my face yeah. on like this little like Humpty Dumpty face and just put my Why eyeballs. Why do you do Dora face? D- I don't know. D- D- it's a new... Because it's a new year. It's a new Dora. Mm. All right. God, I love the crack. Go ahead, Jamie. Well, we can go back and the forth. The Kraken is from Scandinavian folklore. Uh, its origins, the word kraken, is derived from the Norwegian kraken or krakgen. Uh, it would it'd be kraken. Kraken? Uh, Krake? It's not a in Nor- 
Well, I tried my best to drink then. So why? Uh, so drink. Crake was on. Okay. Uh, in Norwegian means malformed or crooked, crooked tree, uh, and the kraken is frequently seen off the coast of Norway in the early 12th century. I have also heard that it could be translated in other Scandinavian cultures as unhealthy animal. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, we're like gonna mutant, we're gonna go mutant. yeah like mutated maybe we're gonna go uh <laughs> one by one here so everyone's gonna be the captain after jamie now we're gonna have bobby and then everyone goes down for a slide sounds good sounds good yeah there's one thing to Ain't know no about the kraken it is its physical features you may have heard it. you may have thought you may think kraken if you're like me you might think kraken like from Clash of the Titans, where they took some liberties, the movie, I mean, they took some liberties as to what a kraken actually looks like. But in, mm. traditionally speaking, it's basically a giant squid, a mm. very big giant quid. Oops, uh, quid, go back, please. Um, <laughs> aggressive tentacles, uh, sharp beak-like or a parrot-like, uh, looks like a big-ass squid. Um, I think there, there are some incarnations that look more octopus-like as well. Ooh. But... Uh, more or less, it is the giant squid, which we will get into whether or not is this a cryptid or is it? Is it? Oh, not? yeah. It, we're definitely, Ooh. we have a lot of material here today. Yeah. Um, Dense. I don't know why, but I had written this uh, a sailor's worst nightmare. The Kraken would viciously attack the ship and its many arms grip the sail with its tentacles, capsize the boat, and drag it down to the bottom of the ocean, leaving no soul behind. Um, so this is definitely a sailor superstition. You guys can imagine if we were all in the sailing ages, how terrified you would be. The sea alone is already terrifying. Mm -hmm. But to have the thought of this giant lurking octopus squid-like beast possibly underneath your boat, your ship, your schooner, whatever it is you're doing, damn, that would be frightening. I have a, I have a quick question for Kari. Considering all that, Are the, do you know of any, okay, any like weather, weather anomalies or phenomenons or something like that that would like engulf a boat into some sort of like hole in the ocean or something? Hole in the ocean. I don't know. Like you know what I mean. Like it would sink a boat in a very a specific like a whirlpool. Yeah, a whirlpool. A whirlpool. If there was some kind of underwater earthquake that caused a, a cavity, mm. you could get a. There you go. You could get a mm. whirlpool, or you could get like a rogue wave, or Bermuda yeah. Triangle, I guess. Yeah. See, I'm already trying to. Bermuda uh, Triangle. Add <laughs> to this. Wait, yeah, I, I can't think of any weather phenomenon that would do that. But... Yeah, that's what I mean. You know what I mean? I mean some sort of physical know, earth. Phenomenon. A violent and prolonged lightning storm. Maybe mm. there you go. Yeah. It can cause the whirlpool All right. and then the earthquake. Well, no, it would just burn the boat. But that's me. Yeah. Cars. Yes. Go ahead. Oh, I get the long one. Okay. No, First you don't have century, to read that. Uh, the side. Pliny the Elder. Writes in, <laughs> <laughs> writes in book nine of his Historiae Naturalis, Natural History. Of a sighting around 150 BC in the Roman province of Betica, southern Spain. I mean, hmm. I could read that Latin, but can you imagine going. 150 BC? So this is our very first introduction, technically, 
to what this creature could be. And Tony gets to read the long one. Oh, my. Well, they thought they had to... They thought they had to encounter with some monster. Who wrote this? For he old, did. People, <laughs> old people wrote it. I mean, yeah. this is 150 movie. BC. Yeah. It is as Pliny as 150 BC. They spoke differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's translated from Latin. Did mm -hmm. you just say Pliny? Pliny was did his I? name. Pliny. Did I? Pliny. Is that what I said? They thought they had Pliny an encounter Pliny. with some monster. First of yeah. all, some people would ar argue that his name is Plenty. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, okay, for, with its terrible vapor, it drove away the dogs. There's dogs at sea? Always. And with the ends of its long tendrils, it would lash them. Sometimes with its stronger arms, it knocked them as with clubs so that it was... With difficulty, they were able to kill it with several three-pronged spears. Its head was shown to drink. Euclides? Lucullus. Oh. Lucullus. Lucullus. I was right, yeah. Is it? Somebody Google that. And was as big as a barrel. That would Lucullus. contain 15 amp Wait, amp what? Foray. It's, it's uh, head. Lucilus. 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 <laughs> there, sure. Oh. Okay, what? Just remember it's Euclides. Like what? And it's hmm. beards for I, for I quote the exact words of Tribius: a man could scarcely encompass with both his arms. They were full of protuberances like clubs and thirty feet long. The cavities or cups sounds familiar mm -hmm. and hollow vessels were like great basins, and the teeth were conspicuous for their size. The remains were preserved for a wonder and weighed 700 pounds. That's a big bitch. Yeah. Yes. Man. That is a very nice way of articulating what he had seen, and it's definitely <laughs> that 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 part that you were saying, Tony, you're like, mm, sounds familiar, um, with the hollow vessels, it's like instantly we're talking like octopi, squiddy mm -hmm. suction arms. Mm -hmm. I want Damn. to correct myself. Well, someone corrected me. It's, it's Lucullus. Lucullus. And uh, actually, Tony, it's Trebius. It's what? Trebius. I don't know. I just made that up. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go to the next one. Bree, I got it. Okay, and uh, let's 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 let someone read without maybe, you know, okay. interrupting. <laughs> Copy pasta. <laughs> uh, so well, the next in, the next instance we have is Francisco Nigeri, uh, who wrote the <laughs> vagina o <laughs> vagino Via Viaggio. Setentrionale. Perfect. Which was a 7th century Italian traveler's account of his journey through Norway, Sweden, and Finland. Uh, Francisco wrote the first... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Francisco wrote the first description of the Kraken and called it a Sukukrak in the 1700s. And he described the Sukukrak as a massive fitch 
which was many horned or many arms. Uh, he also distinguished this creature different from a sea ser serpent specifically in his writing. He didn't say it was like a sea monster. It was like a massive fish that had lots of arms and horns. Hmm. Also, just like an octopi, they have those little horns at the top of their heads. Mm -hmm. Some do. Right above their eyes. Some. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, tell okay, uh, get... uh, uh, oh. We have our uh, our friend Hans Polson. Eg Hans Polson. Edge. I kept reading it as edge. He's edgy. He's edgy. <laughs> now, yeah. this, now this motherfucker sailed from uh, Greenland in about 1734, um, and he became uh, the uh, apostle. Is that what that says? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, of Greenland. Uh, he oh. kept accounts of this particular journey, which I would suspect is some sort of account in which he saw a kraken. None of these sea monsters have been seen with us, seen by us, nor by any of our time that I could hear, save the most dreadful, monst dreadful monster, which showed itself on the surface of the water off our colony. In 64 degrees north latitude, this monster was of so huge a size that coming out of the water... Its head reached a high as high as the main main mast. Sorry, I can't see anything. Uh, I'm gonna get closer. Uh, Do you want me to read it? I can. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Okay, I can read. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> its body was as bulky as the ship and three or four times as long. It had a long pointed snout and a and spouted like a whale fish. What's a whale? I guess that's just a whale. That's what they called whales back then, whale fish. Mm. Um, it had great broad paws. Hmm. Uh, the body seemed covered with shell work, and the skin was very ragged and uneven. The under part of the body was shaped like an enormous huge serpent, and when it divided, uh, dived again underwater, it plunged backwards into the sea and so raised its tail aloft, which seemed a whole ship's length distance from the bulkiest part of its body. Damn. Damn. Damn, Daniel. What uh, people started calling it the Great Calamari, and this is an artist's depiction back in that day of the Great Calamari. <laughs> calamari. A.K.A. The Squid. The Squid. The Squid. The squid. That's French. We. Oui. The year was 1735. Carolus Linnaeus's book Systema Naturae had just been released. In his first edition, published in 1735, he classified the kraken as a cephalopod, which the scientific name Microcosmus marinus was removed in the next publication, and Fauna Sukaika Sukika? Mm hmm. Describes the Kraken as a unique monster lurking the seas of Norway. So this um, this seems to be like accepted, even back in 1735. Except it's interesting that he had uh, put it down in this uh, in in the publication of all the different fauna, and then retracted it later, which is interesting. Well, is but this because there was no actual be... evidence? It was just. Po possibly yeah i mean it was mm. all yeah you're right all testimonial mm -hmm. mm. so then they got relegated to evidence. a unique monster because they couldn't classify it so you know 
scientists of the day were probably like, well, we can't confirm that that is what we think it is, so we're not going to let it be that in the journal because it can't be peer-reviewed. Right. Scientists. Um, Tony. Yes. Me? <clears throat> the year was 1752. Eric Ponto. Pid Dan, who named these people back then? Oh, he's I Danish. Did. Italians. <clears throat> ah. <laughs> oh, this guy's Danish. <laughs> yes. A Danish bishop and author writes of the Kraken in his book, Natural History of Norway. See, at least he named that normal. Eric believes no, the Kraken. The I, yeah, I saw, I saw it. Oh. Eric believed that the Kraken was a mile and a half wide. Wow, we're getting a little crazy with these estimates here. Huge. Mm. Huge. It's huge. huge. Mile and a half wide. You gotta, you gotta, think, uh, of the, just... uh, you gotta think of the mindset of these people, right? You gotta think about things yeah. like, uh, right. you know, they're, they're on the sea for a long time. They probably haven't seen anything cool in a while. You know, these are the people that thought um, manatees were like mermaids, right? Go back so, to like, if you if you see something that's going to break up the complacency and the boredom of the day on the sea, you might be prone to embellish it when you get back home to talk about it. You sit there and you think about it your whole trip back, and you finally meet people back on the shore. You tell them about your adventure on the sea. You're one of these people that has balls to go on the sea in the first place. You might uh, throw a little uh, sugar and spice on that story is all I'm saying. Aw, man. I know something with that sprinkle. illustration. It so, looks like a shrimp. It looks like a big shrimp. No, on the on the top frame, it's got like a long, wormy thing, and then the head coming up. It reminded me of uh, Chinese dragons. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. That dragons get brought In up like, later. Don't worry. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like all the other things that we've seen. Oh, uh, the short circuit in your whole thing there. No, it's okay. No, it's cool. No, it, it no, it, it's a good point to bring up because I actually didn't even notice it. Uh, but yeah, it could go back to like you know, all of the other uh, not Tahoe Tessie. What's all the other ones? You guys know what I'm talking about? Oh Locked yeah, monsters. Loch Ness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, champ. <clears throat> yeah. Champ. Champ. Eh? So okay, bud. So Eric described the Kraken as an octopus of tremendous size with a reputation for pulling down ships. And a fun fact about Eric, he also believed in mermaids and wrote about them in this book as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Something seems fishy. Look, I don't trust a man in a collar like that either. I do. He looks royal. <laughs> I see what Kari you did there, Kari. Kari looks good in a... In a in a uh, like that as well. Uh, no, I, I, I don't. And it got it got changed back, even though I said not to change it back. But it got. I'm changed. mad. It was so good. Okay, next. It wasn't. It was awful. <laughs> Everything you make is awful, Jamie. Uh, I'll take this one as well. So Al Alfred Lord Tennyson what? was in. <laughs> was a English poet who wrote the sonnet The Kraken in 1830, and the poet goes, Below the thunders of the upper deep, far, far beneath in the abysmal sea, his ancient, dreamless, undivided sleep, the Kraken sleepeth, faintest sunlights flee, about his shadowy sides above him swell, huge sponges of millennial growth and height, and far away into the sickly light. From many a wondrous grout and secret cell, Unnumbered and enormous polypi. Winnow with giant arms and slumbering green, there hath he lain for ages and will lie, battering upon huge sea worms in a sleep until the latter fire shall heath the deep. 
Then once by man and angels to be seen, in a roaring he shall rise on the surface die. Got a little Lovecraft at the end there. Very. It did. Or, I'm a little bit mad did, that the last line didn't rhyme. Or di or that or that. Well, it's supposed to lie and die rhyme. It's a. It's a yeah, sonnet. It's two. It's one three one. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 One three. Yeah. Okay. No. It's one yeah, two 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 one. It's not Doctor Seuss. It's fine. Go ahead, baby. <laughs> now we got Pierre Denis de Montfort. He's French. Mm. He's a nationalist. He wrote Historie naturelle generale et particulare de molles molesques. That's Italian. Molesques. Mm. Uh, uh, and in 1802, he recognized uh, the existence yeah, of two species French. of giant octopuses. You got the colossal octopus, um, uh, which is what we see here. It's a big mm -hmm. octopus that attacks the ship. A classic archetype of the sea. Then you have the kraken octopod deemed to be the largest organism in zoology, which we know is not true now. Mm -hmm. Yes. But he's really the one who made this particular image um, uh, <laughs> famous that you see oh, that everywhere one. of, yes, this one, of the of the ship being dragged down by this giant squid-like creature. I just had a thought. Yeah. It looks like boobs. Yes. So this keeps cropping up with people citing it in their papers and stuff. Do you think that that was because uh, nowadays, if you want to like an amend an amended journal, or you, know, you can just take it out. It's all mostly online now, right? Back mm -hmm. then, it would have been like put in a journal, copied, and then sent off to like universities and stuff. But then they have to change it and then send out new ones. So maybe not even really like sent to universi universities back in this time. This is a lot of stuff that was just like they just distributed it, like a lot of pamphlets and stuff like that. So not a lot of these things went okay. through like pure these th I mean, literally it sounds this, like what, you were a paper like well, yes and no yeah. so that's what it that's what he was being a french naturalist but that didn't mean that back in that time it was like, going through all of the channels this was a dude who was just out there who was exploring things and writing things down very much so kind of like how darwin did he just like went out he's like a journalist a journalist exactly looking okay. like, like a nature journalist mm -hmm. he was in fact a scientist guess. i don't know okay he was, in fact, a scientist. So was uh, you paper, can look at some of his papers. At the time? No. Uh, I don't know if it was peer-reviewed, to be I don't believe honest. So. I should have left. I had another slide of it. I deleted <coughs> it. I should have left it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> half a guffa. Is that the half, next slide? Yeah. Yeah. No, I like half a guffa. <laughs> it's Whatever half floats your boat, man. <laughs> Looks like a it's Pokemon with a heroin problem. It does. He says it's half gopher. Okay, it's half half gopher. gopher. Uh, mm. It is Old Norse half meaning sea and gopher meaning steam, a massive sea monster living in Iceland's water, which is Greenland's sea. Uh, when the creature remains stationary, it is mistaken for an island. Uses its own vomit like chumming bait to gather prey fish. Which Perfect. is interesting because if you hear about the things it was talking about in some of the other descriptions, it was talking about like these big barnacles and things growing off of it. And so it could be if it was as big and massive as they say it is like a, while, a mile long, if you had giant things growing off of it and it was sitting still, you 100% could mistake it for an island. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a whale. Mm-hmm. Cool. You know, that reminds me of the, like, the, I don't know if you guys have ever covered it, tortoise islands. Mm-mm. Mm -mm. In Native Native uh, American folklore. Ladies, we will now. 
Yeah, you guys should look into that. Okay, you're next. Oh, it's me. Koningsskogsja. Old Norse for King's Mirror. A Norwegian didactic text from around 1250. King Magnus Labote, Lagabote, the son of King Hakon, Hakonson, he is the son of Hakon, wrote this as King's Mirror and as a handbook for a wider audience. So the best what, way what, I can just... What was the paper about? Because that didn't okay. really tell me what the paper was. Oh, yeah. Okay so, the, okay, so the best way I can really describe how this reads is it's like it ends up being like kind of like a pamphlet that's handed out to people. It's almost like this dude's kind of declaration of how he's going to be a king when he's older. And he's talking about all these experiences that he went through and how he came to all these experiences. So it, the, it, the text starts off as him, like it's literally kind of like an essay. It's him talking about the mission of what it, this paper is. And then he goes into like history of like the area that, that his, him and his family rule over and like mythology and things like that. And then it all kind of ties back in the end to like religion and then how he's going to, as a ruler, be fair and kind. And all of this thing and this history that he talked about is, is the reason why he's going to rule the way that he rules. That's the best way I could describe it. Interesting. Interesting. And here we go. Uh, your father's it in the, in the chat. <clears throat> Hello, oh, Dad. Hi. Hey, Papa. Because you, you're hi, behind Papa. the text. I'm trying. What? Uh, yeah. Tell me in the chat, like, what, what's different about today's BCC that makes it better? <laughs> All right, Tony. So, so, hold on. I will say. So, inside Tony. of inside of hit the this king's text that he wrote, he talks about this specific thing inside of here. Okay, so he's talking about the Forneldar saga. Mm -hmm. The legendary saga is a Norse saga that takes place before the settlement of Iceland. The sagas were probably all written in Iceland from about the middle of the 13th century to about 1400. The health gufa in the saga are reported to consume whales or ships and men. Mm-hmm. That's what she just said. Just like the Kraken. <laughs> just mm -hmm. like the Kraken. So oh, yes. now we're getting to Lovecraft's. Lovecraft's Cthulhu. Cthulhu? Cthulhu. 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 Cthulhu is a great old one who lies in a death-like slumber beneath the Pacific Ocean in his second city of Riley. Riley. It's pronounced Riley. Uh, and the great old ones are a group of unique malignant, malignant, malignant yes. beings of great power. <laughs> they reside in various locations on Earth and once presided over the planet as gods and rulers. We all know I can't read. Baby? This is, um, how, how can we settle this right now? How are we pronouncing? Is it Cthulhu? Cthulhu? So, yeah, Cthulhu. It's Cthulhu. Cthulhu. It's Cthulhu. It is debated. It's not debated. People just say it wrong all the time. Then I get confused. Which it's is the same. All right. Okay. Fight. Um, and whoever wins, that's what we'll say. This is a uh, hybrid of an octopus, a dragon, and a human all in one. Uh, vaguely anthropoid outline, but with octopus-like head whose face was a mass of feelers, a scaly, rubbery-looking body. Prodigious claws on hind and four feet and long, narrow wings behind. 
a pulpy tentacled head uh, surmounted a grotesque and scaly body with rudimentary wings. So we are we are accepting that this is fiction at this point, right? We all hope yes. so. I mean, he is only for Cthulhu. Right? Cthulhu. Only he for is a magician, Cthulhu. Though. And no, I think I think the point of of pointing this out is is that a lot of uh, it's very easy to confuse Cthulhu and the Kraken together. But mm -hmm. in Lovecraft's version, if you look at the text, he does describe this creature with wings. And you can see where he got his influence, his inspiration from, from the original mm -hmm. stories of the Kraken. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Like, Cthulhu oh, also daddy. has an army of fish people, by the Fuck way. Yeah. That's dope. Oh. It feels almost like Atlantean. This whole Very thing. Atlanteous, yes. Ooh. All right, so we're getting into Wait, Leviathan. Let's unpack that a minute. What about it reminds you of Atlantis? I don't know. Like just the it. idea of fish people. And it's in the ocean. You got mythical creatures. You got tentacle things. I don't know. It involuntarily popped in my head. Lost okay. City of Riley. Yes, City of Riley. Talking about the old gods and all that shit. Fuck yeah, let's party. Exactly. All right, Bree. I think the Metallica's Call of Cthulhu, I don't think they even spell it with a K, do they? Yes, they do. But excellent song. All mm. right, Leviathan. Um, the Sea Serpents. An embodiment of chaos. It is referenced in several books of the Hebrew Bible, Psalms, the book of Job, the book of Isaiah, the book of Amos, and the book of Jonah. It's also mentioned in the book of Enoch. So mostly all First Testament accounts. Okay. Ooh. Oh, copy paste. It's Hebrew Bible. Hebrew Bible. <laughs> okay. Opa. Opa. Uh, 1861 is the Wait, year. Kari was next. Kari. Is it Kari? Mm -hmm. We're going in order. It is now. In 1861, <laughs> in the Canary Islands, a French steamer, Electon, and his crew captured a giant squid and brought it to the French consul in Tenerife. The French Academ Academy of Sciences mocked the idea of the giant squid. But they, Rude. I don't understand. So they capture it and then they go, so What the fuck is this? They captured it. So Alec oh. and his crew captured it. They brought it to uh, the French consul. And when the word, they sent out word to the Academy of Sciences for them to come check it out. And they were like, <laughs> like basically took it as a hoax. Oh. Mm. And that was oh, so it. It like was like the, what that's the it. Alien, the but alien this, autopsy video. But <laughs> but this is the rendering of the art of of like what people actually saw. So of course, since there's no pictures, unfortunately, this is what we get. But this is a famous picture of this instant instance. This thing right here. All right, now it's Tony. Mm. 1870, Newfoundland coast had a series of beach squids proving their existence and proving Electon to be right. I have a I have a I'm comment sure. on this though. That that thing so is not nearly nine years later. Yeah, like yeah. Wait, that's nine years later. Yep. That guy's wearing a yes. pretty modern suit. That's the 1870s. Time that's travel. 1870. 
That picture is probably wearing a white house coat. The guy on the left is wearing a full tie. The guy has an Android. Tony's our only Android here. Yes. <laughs> yes, right. exactly. Um, it is interesting to think, though, that it was nine years later. Nine. They're like, oh, Let's should I guess there are giant squiddies? Uh, wow. Right. Mm. Whatever you say. So in 1874, in the Bay of Bengal, a steamship Strat Townsend witnessed a 150-foot-long schooner oh. pearl taken down by a giant squid. This attack inspired writers Jules Verne's 2,000 Leagues Under the Sea and Peter Benchley's Writer of Jaws and Beast, as well as author C. Clark, Reflections of Squid. Mm-hmm. We all know Arthur C. Clark. The Beast, uh, who brought that up earlier? Someone in our chat brought that up earlier. There was a very uh, not very good 90s not made for TV movie uh, based on Beast. And uh, this was around the time, I'm sure we're going to get into it, this was around the time when they finally did discover a giant squid. First, first we are going to read uh, the account because this is a extremely famous account basically of a shootout like with cannons and everything towards a kraken Mm. so Mm. who read last i don't remember i'm gonna say that you need to read this because it's so small okay there's two of them so i uh bobby can you read can you see it or no i can't read and i can't see hold on i can read I'm gonna um, I'm gonna full screen you guys. Yeah, just full screen it. <laughs> you have glasses. Damn. Those these are these are blue blockers. Oh never mind. Um thanks for calling that out. Um <laughs> a great mass rose slowly out of the sea, about half a mile off on our larboard side. I'm not a sailor. Uh remained spread out, as it were, and stationary. It looked like the back of a huge whale but it slop sloped less slopped less and was of brownish color no color that's how you spell it over there um (laughs) even at that distance it looked longer than our craft and it seemed to be basking in the sun it's getting a little a little little tan there on that on that squid uh (laughs) what's that i sung out to the mate uh blessed if i knows uh, barring its size, color, and shape, it might be a whale," replied Tom Scott. "And it ain't the th- and it ain't the serpent," said one of the crew, "for he's too round for that eerie critter." By this time, three of the crew, Bill included, remember Bill from earlier in the story, um, <laughs> had found axes and one a rusty cutlass, and uh, we're looking over the ship's side at the advancing monsters. We could see. Now see a huge oblong mask moving by jerks just under the surface of the water in an enormous train following. God, that's fucking scary. The way that's you think about a giant underground fucking locomotive, and that's a sea monster. Exactly. Um, the wake or train might have been a hundred feet long. Imagine that a hundred feet. But you're saying the 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 time scary as it is. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. We don't need these Let's things finish. to make it keep it scary. 
finish what Captain James Floyd had to say, and the time I have taken to write this, the brute stuck us, and the ship quivered under the thud. In another movement, monstrous arms like trees seized the vessel, and she keeled over. In another second, the monster was aboard, squeezed in between the two masts, Bill screaming, slash for your lives. But all our lashing was to no avail, for the brute, holding on by his arms, slipped his vast body overboard and pulled the vessel down with him. We were thrown into the water at once, and just as I went over, I caught sight of one of the crew, either Bill or Tom, fielding, squashed up between the mass of one of those awful arms. Uh, so the story goes, he, uh, Captain James Floyd writes this letter and only him and four other members of the crew survived this battle. So we have the, the, uh, whatever his first boat was like, Squishmarsh. I think it sounded like that. Squishmarsh Darsh. Squishmarsh Darsh. Uh, watching, watching the Pearl, another ship, a schooner, go down, and they're trying to help them. But instead, basically everyone besides five people die. And the, just you think about how this carried on, not just from all the other stories and um, like the Jaws things before, but you can also think Pirates of the Caribbean, the Black Pearl, right? This Ooh. ship that went down was the Pearl. Uh, you have, How many ships were called the Pearl? Probably quite a few. No, About just this 4, one. Four thousand. No, it's, no, no, just this one. It's like John or Tom. It's as, it's no. as common as Enterprise. It's also what I just call my one. clam. Your clam? Yeah, I had oh. clam chowder. Her name's for lunch. Pearl. Yeah, you did. <laughs> wow, here we go. Now we're getting with things. Okay. Hey, Kari. <laughs> how do we take these? Anyway, I had lobster bisque for dinner. We, oh, but there's nothing don't. for me to read. I win. No, no, no. So this is just. Uh, so yes, they fired cannons, guns, uh, everything at this creature to try and take it down. Uh, it was okay. a quite. Oh, another one again. And then uh, this is an old. Illustration showing the sailing vessel attacked by an octopus in the Indian Sea. I remember uh, Ancient Aliens doing a whole episode on like mollusks, I guess, or like octopus. Oh, yeah, saying they're not mm -hmm. from Earth mm -hmm. or something like that. But like, what was mm -hmm. the alien angle to that? That they were just like renegade DNA and it doesn't make sense? Yeah. They they're pretty much yeah. alien. Yeah, because they're because well, they're so intelligent, like the way that they are. Yeah, how they, they yeah. can like communicate do tasks they understand like how to open and like close things like they're very yeah, highly intelligent shit. so um my wife, my wife refuses to eat uh pork because uh pigs are so smart um i can't yeah. give up bacon but i, I do love, love octopuses yeah. so much and the more i learn about octopuses it's hard for me to eat did you watch my octopus teacher what did you watch my octopus teacher is that a movie? It's on Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. Go watch it. It's my movie recommendation for you, Bobby. Is this like new? Is this a new movie? I have seen it twice, oh. and I have cried like a baby both times. Yeah. 
Sounds right up my alley. Anyways, if you want to, if you want to learn is. about, it's a documentary about an octopus, like a man and an octopus and their special relationship. It is really fucking intense, and it gives me the chills thinking about it. Oh, it's like I a saw that on the boys. Like, what? The relationship between a man and his octopus was in the second season of, or the third season of Boys. With oh the my god, no. No, 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 not that, not that, not that. Not that. Oh. Okay. Oh. Kari, Kari. Yeah. <laughs> it's all you, love. <sighs> it was Broke. You don't have to read. I can, I can read. I can read, Bree. I'm not <laughs> stupid. I mean, I don't read. It's okay. You don't. You read that. this better read. than all of us. You know all the big words, all of the because Latin I'm smart. Words. It's because you're British, uh, bastard. The weather fine and clear. The wind and sea moderate. Observed some black spots on the water, and a wittish pillar. <laughs> You can never keep it up, and it's so good about like a third. (laughs) I know, and then you give up. Above them, the first blood I took, all to be breakers. As the sea was splashing up, fountain-like about them, and the pillar, a pinnacle rock, bleached with the sun. The pillar fell with a splash, and a similar one rose. They rose and fell alternately. What? (laughs) Alternately. Hmm? You said it right. Alternately. <laughs> Alternately. In quick succession. And good glasses showed me it was a monster sea serpent coiled twice around a large sperm whale. Well, Kari, I feel like we're underutilizing your English accent on this episode. Mm-hmm. I agree. I need you to ham it up even more. You want to ham it up? Sound like a pirate, goddammit. Let, let, yeah. let me get in the acting zone. Yeah. Here is the artist rendering here of the sea serpent, uh, the sperm whale that was eaten here by the paling. And so what people assume here is that he did, in fact, see an octopus. He was just looking at one arm of the octopus that was there grabbing that whale and bringing it on down, down to the ocean. Listen, my cousin's sister takes offense to your accent. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> it's all right, cause I'm, cause I'm married to your cousin's husband's best friend's sister's wife's brother, who's also your daddy. It's true, right, but the fun part is, is we mess hey, around man, all the time. Climate change. What are your pronouns? <laughs> all right, Tony, go ahead. So there's the, the Odyssey. So I, we don't have to really go into this. I'm just trying to show again how the Odyssey also most likely derived from the stories of the Kraken, except in this case, we're talking six heads. And we have seen this again in Clash of the Titans. This was yes. the OG version here, this giant like, rah! and Clash of the Titans in 2010 had more of a uh, modern day outlook on the Kraken, which Bobby had said actually in the beginning of this episode. Now, if you watch 1981's Clash of the Titans, the guy that did the stop motion animation is the king of stop motion animation. His name is Ray Harryhausen. Uh, this is probably his last big hit i would say because he was very old when he made clash of the titans but he did like jason the argonauts he did a bunch of sinbad movies from like the 60s uh really cool old school mid-century special effects stuff so if you're into that kind of thing 
I can't recommend it enough. Look up Ray Harryhausen. Stop right. animation is just like really awesome. I mean, just to think it's about amazing. how every single second it's like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, who read last? Oh, I think Tony, you're not. It's Tony. It's, it's my turn. <clears throat> there are around 300 species of octopi we know of. There are more than 300 species of squid we know of. So does that include the uh, little shitheads, the cuttlefish? Yes, yes. And it's interesting because it says there's around 300, but more than 300 of squids. It's very, the distinction of the two. They don't have like an exact number because they're like constantly finding more all the time. Mm -hmm. And so squids, there's a big difference between the two of them. And once we read this, it's interesting when you look back at all the other information of like what you think that they saw. So squids have a more triangular shape and 10 limbs, eight arms and two tentacles. Whereas octopuses have round bodies and eight sucker covered limbs. And what's interesting is you kind of have like a weird hybrid between the two of them because they talk about a lot about like the more squid version of it with like, I remember one of the things they were talking about is like it attacked it with its limbs, but then with its strong arms, it did something else. And that is like so indicative of how a squid would do things. Whereas an octopus is all the arms are kind of treated as the same way and not necessarily one being stronger than the other. So both of the, these animals can range in size, but the largest are squids. They're around 60 feet long that we know of. Um, and they're far larger larger than what octopuses can be. And right now, octopuses are about 16 feet long. <laughs> thank you, Greg. Oh, thank you, Greg. All right, this is Bobby. the RGTVS ducks, uh, also known as the giant squid. 13 meters for females, the largest lynx so far. 18 meters is the largest found. Here we go. These things, I mean, we don't even need a fact or sci-fi. These things are real. It's 100% are real. real right. So I put debatable here because, not just because there's hoaxers on the internet, uh, but because we we know that every time they come up with a number, all of a sudden, a brand new squid is found. And so uh, that might trump the latest known length that we know of so this is debatable this is just what we found uh and so damn why did i get the hard one yeah me me so quickly me so me so squiddy me so squiddy me so chonis me so ni chonis hamultani uh, basically is the fancy word for a colossal squid. So it depends on the person, the scientist that you're speaking of, but there has in fact been a different, dif- dif- different, whatever. There has been a separation a here of, <laughs> of the giant squid and a colossal squid. So you have uh, the last one, they just say arch, it'll be like arch ducks and then the different version or the mess, and then whatever. So the colossal mm. squid is the cousin to the giant squid. So it battles it in length, but overall, it is the largest in mass. Mm. It's actually the largest uh, vertebrae, vertebrae animal, non vertebrae, known, whatever, known to humanity. Look at this beast. Ooh. 
Damn. So we can make good calamari though. It's wide. And so this is just like, we can see here the difference here of like, unfortunately, yes, because humans are disgusting. Uh, I was talking to you early today when I was trying to look up different things and I was like, oh my God, I can't watch it. I can't watch it. I can't watch it. But you can see here that even just with the squid that you have these large, the colossal is the large and mass, but the giant is the really long. And think of it compared to, this is just Pacific octopus, so we don't, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But look how small what we found compared to the squids. Kind of crazy. There's a huge size difference. Huge. Uh, we're going to go through a series of photos here um, and try to think of all of the stories that we've heard earlier tonight with the pictures that we, just us little humans, have found. And we know that these are lurking in the deep, deep sea. Like, the, And a lot of these are kind of recently found as well. Like if I was swimming and I saw that, nope. Oh, wait, stop. Why does it look like it has a gnome this is face? A, this is a troll. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I told Kari that I actually think that this was a, is an alien, and it is masking itself as the king of trolls of the underwater. Mm. Yeah, this you one ha- literally me. looks like did, a gnome head with did, tentacles. Did you save the, Gary. The, the crop of the face? Yes. Ugh. Yeah. Tell me that's that. not creepy. It is. Are those little blue things? Are those eyes? What? What is? Yeah, What's that's that a glowy thing. Is that it's eye? Jesus. Christ. And does this not look like a goddamn nose? Like yeah, and, and this is like so an eye, a nose, it's like one of those like hat. Greek masks. That's called pareidolia. Yeah, pareidolia for sure. But I'm also like dead serious, terrified of this. This is you know what I'm horrifying. gonna start reading these things again. I was like, yeah, and go ahead, Greek cut it calamari for us all. Oh, <laughs> mm. I've never had any kind of seafood. That one looks like a danger blue waffle. Other than what? fish. Wait, are you serious? Wait, no, what? I'm serious. Uh, no, I've never had. I've fish? categorically refused to ever have sushi or calamari or anything. You've never. <laughs> had this one's not as scary. This one's not as scary. <laughs> this one just looks like a sad upside down robot. Okay, oh, this one is good. viral. I think we've all seen this one because it looks Ooh. like a legitimate alien. Yeah, I saw this mm. one. Mm. Oh. So Play this is shit. off of an oil rig, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at you is that, YouTube videos. How big is that thing supposed to be? Oh, wow. It's huge. It's fucking it massive. Is, it is huge. What the? F- it looks like something from, from Metroid. It does. It's, Could you imagine if you were underwater? comfortable. I was like, have yeah, you were underwater at this drilling well, thing? I swear to God, there was a movie yeah. that was literally just like that. Yeah. Thank you, Shell. I mean, there's. Yeah, that was seven thousand <laughs> eight hundred feet down. Can I, can I see that footage again? Yeah, can we play now, it again? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure, that was. Is that not meters down? Yeah. No, we're in America. Yeah. We talk feet. Dude, those things are aliens. Look how long. Seven thousand eight hundred and twenty-eight point forty. I bet you that's fucking miles. It's not miles, Brie. 7,000 meters. It is miles. It's sea miles. Sea miles. That camera would explode. It means sea miles. (laughs) Fucking terrifying. It is terrifying. And the thing is, is that if they didn't have an oil rig there, we would have never gotten a video of something as big as this. Because, like, when else are we just hanging around there? Oh, my God. What if if you were just swimming around and all of a sudden you were in, like, a forest of those, like, 
tendril tentacle things and you're like what Just, the hell is this and then you look up like 60 feet and you see like the body of a giant i think i would literally like with. drown and die and like i because like purpose. i was like yeah i'd stop breathing like i don't know yeah wild I don't, no, I don't you. like any part of it. It's uncomfortable. This is in uh, the Provincial <laughs> Museum of Natural Scientists and Oceanography on exhibit in Argentina. This thing is mm. large. It is large. Large. It's large. 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 Uh, here's another large one now. They do look a little bit like underwater trolls. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but these ones look so much smaller compared to the ones that we were seeing in the water that were so big. Like these look like tiny little potatoes. No, but yes. you see, they are large. Okay, so the other one that we were looking at, the body was small. The tentacles were long. This yeah. year, we've got a we've got a chubby bubby uh, with the pope hat on here. It's very it's very big, body wise, not necessarily just the tentacles. I mean, oh, why is she laying next to it? Get out of here, girl. Creepy. So, I definitely <laughs> wanted Dead. us to look at all of this because when I listened to the stories that we read earlier, if I were then back in the day seeing anything that looked remotely like this. I mean, I would assume it was also some giant crazy monster right well, look. so in 2012 japan's national science museum um their team was students along with a couple of other people there at national geographic they were able to film for the very first time a 24 foot long squid that was alive so before it was always washed ashore dead this was the first time they got to see it live. They baited it with another squid, unfortunately. I, I hope that's a fake one. Um, but it was no. huge. Fucking huge. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ooh, is this another big baby? Wait, hold on. Skirt. In the window. Oh, maybe it is the one. Okay. Um... This is just food for thought of, like, we don't know what lurks in the ocean. I put this in here just for factor sci-fi. Hmm. Looks like maybe a jellyfish. That's a jellyfish? I think jelly jellyfish, yeah. If I had to guess, jellyfish. It's a jam I've never fish. seen a jellyfish. It's a jam fish. Looks I've like a plastic bag. That just looks like it's something from I the don't abyss. know. It does. Yeah. It is Jalefish. from the abyss. <laughs> Jalefish. Jalefish. It, it indeed so, is from the abyss. Time. I forget what the explanation for that is, but it is some actual type of uh, living creature. I can't remember if it's like a Jalefish. Colony, or it's like <laughs> some type of jellyfish, but it is a real thing. Jalefish. Jalefish. It's a jellyfish. Jellyfish. It it's is. I've seen jellyfishes like that. You're just thinking of like the cute jellyfishes that they have at like 
the aquarium that like light up. First off, there are no cute jellyfish. Yes, there are. There are adorable no, jellyfish that have beautiful colors. What you, they have deep down in the lurks of the ocean are big, giant, gross, dirty, nasty jellyfish that are all mangled <laughs> and blobby. That's how they. That's how they be. Ooh. Why are you judging? Yeah, why are you judging the jelly? I'm not. That's you. Yeah, I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I'm wearing my jellies right you now. You used deflection. It was not effective. <laughs> Did you guys know that because of global warming, that jellyfish global is, warming's uh, not real. There... Okay, well, because of the rise in Ridiculous. sea temperatures, uh, it has overproduced mating for jellyfish. And so we have an unseen amount of jellyfish in numbers than we've ever seen before. And they have migrated in places in which we've mm. never seen before as well, where usually there's a fertile period where they like migrate up north, they get impregnated, you know, they birth them out, whatever. Then there's a cycle of life here. Now we just see boom. This is the baby boom of jellyfish. That is the era in which we are living in because of yes. water warming. Well well, can well, I, I heard that on NPR as well. One time I went to the Monterey Bay Aquarium and I got to go backstage and see where they keep all the jellyfish and talk. they talk about them. And did you know that so jellyfish, like little ones, only have like a certain life cycle. Like they only live for so long and then they die. Do you want to know what the, the place does with the dead bodies? Feeds, feeds them to the turtles. Yes, they no, they feed it back to the jellyfish. It's the greatest source oh, of nutrition yeah. for the baby ones. They just feed the dead ones back to the baby ones and continue the cycle backstage. They have like a whole little thing that they do. They suck out the dead ones, feed it to yeah. the babies, then the babies and then they grow and then they go out and then they, they perform and then they die and then they get eaten by their children. It's a circle of They're in the wild in which we're in the baby boom of jellyfish. Well, that's good for the sea turtles because sea turtles the eat jellyfish. Age of the but jellyfish, not good news for jellyfish. Age of the jellyfish. That's no, true. I know yeah. their stock is tanking. It is. Right? That's why they keep throwing well, plastic bags into the ocean. Did you know oh, that? On, did you know that on Catalina Island they have like a <laughs> buffalo there? I believe it's like buffalo or some big animal. I want to say it's buffalo, and they actually bison. give them bison. It's bison, and they give them birth control so that they don't mate. Like they literally put idea. birth control in their food and give it to them, and they're like, "Thank you, live here." Oh, humans are so virtuous. Okay, but it's not like America. It's not like human life. birth control. It's like the fucking it's bison birth Planned Parenthood on Catalina. I mean, I'm just saying, if they do that to animals, imagine what they're doing to us. Oh, I know. Oh my god. Oh. Well, you know what? They're not trying off. hard enough. I made a mess. They're not trying hard enough. Yeah, they're not trying hard enough. No, right now they want children. That's the thing that they're doing. They want more babies right now because mm -hmm. uh, there is an issue with uh, not enough of the population because there's not going to be enough to continue to go on. Are you sure it's not the companies want to farm them humans? food? Yeah, yes. humans. Yeah, I know, like, literally, wait, yeah. Humans no, they're literally trying to bison. cull everyone right now. No, that's that's the opposite of that. No, they're no, trying I to mean, breed more. They're they like more, more. Yes, more. that's how they I don't create chaos. So. That's what Japan's trying to do, anyways. Are we talking about culling of bison or culling of humans? Yeah, we're very humans. confused. She's talking about um, how there have to, to be more uh, Dennis is upset. Excuse me, Jelly saved me during the lockdown. It's marbles. 
Please. It's marbles. Please apologize for your childish outlook. I apologize, I'm Dennis. So sorry, Dennis. What are we apro- I don't know what you're for? saying, but I. I mean, I mean, I think his picture's pretty cool. It's Sasquatch on a slice of pizza. Okay, okay, okay wait. That. So Dennis Greatly is saying, apologize. excuse me, jelly saved me during the lockdown. I'm jellyfish, and it's marbles. Maybe the marbles was the name of the jellyfish. Ooh. Tell him, Dennis. <laughs> We're going to need a little more. Uh, wait, wait. Why, sorry. Why, don't we, why don't we have this person come on for an interview about jellyfish? Yeah, I'm sorry, Dennis. I apologize. I don't know what I'm apologizing for, but I'm sorry for it. <laughs> I was so terrified. I don't know. I I just I felt bad. Oh my god. Hawaii. What happened at Hawaii? Hawaii. (laughs) Now the lacoon that I was at. She saw John Cena and Creed It's Hawaii. Hawaii. When I was in Hawaii, (laughs) there was. You looked at an empty chair. That's what you did. Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of jellyfish in the lagoon, and I was terrified. And I'm like swimming in the mm. water, thinking no one ever got stung. And then the lady next to me was like, "I was stung this morning, and it hurt so bad." Oh my god! And she's just like, you just have to make sure that you're not allergic. So just run inside as fast as you can if anything happens, <laughs> like, and then have your husband what? pee on you. Yeah. Uh, and then. They said that that wasn't true. And I was like, but that's everywhere in the world. What are you talking about? Of course, it's got to be true. And they're like, no. They put vinegar on it. Yeah. Some shit like that. Mm. Yeah, vinegar. Brie, was that your last video? Yeah. Uh, We went through like 50 slides like really quick. Holy shit. We've been so fast. All right. Well, I guess it's that time, you everybody, where we're going to talk about (laughs) fact on sci-fi. Baby. Oh wow! Right off the top, take it. Oh, these are these are objectively real. Um, okay. The Cthulhu, I don't know, maybe. Um, but Wait, yeah, Kraken or Cthulhu? No, no, I'm saying like a, the Kraken. the giant squid in which the Kraken would more or less be based on is definitely real. I think things like Leviathan is a little more symbolic, uh, not to be taken as literally. Uh, if we look at it from like a biblical context mm-hmm. and then Cthulhu is a fun inspiration of real life uh, squid creatures mixed with the old gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go hard fact on, on the giant squid though. So what number? What are we doing? A 10? 10. 10. Oh, wow. Whoa. Okay. Brie, Brie, what about you? 10. Wow. Okay. Perfect. Wow. Uh, Kari, I'm going to skip you because I feel like you're going to ruin it. So I'm going to fact it as well. Yeah, I'm going to fact it as well. <laughs> Uh, solid 10. What about you, Tony? Well, as we uh, look back at the stories we were told uh, here, the story... <laughs> Fuck you, Kari. Oh my God, put it back in. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <clears throat> so the story with the sperm whale is a... Uh... Yeah. Sperm whales actually eat giant squid. So what they were probably seeing was one coming back up with a squid still in its mouth and its mm. arms wrapping ah. around a whale. Mm. Mm. And as far as like uh, the sailors seeing them, when they die, they float back up to the surface. They're full of ammonia and all sorts of other stuff. So they float up to the surface. So all the other uh, sightings were probably of dying or nearly dead oh, giant squid. 
So I've got to give it a hundred percent fat ten. Yes. All right. Yeah, and I, mean, I, I would just I would just say, um, obviously, oh, wow. can I just go back to being real quick? Yeah, um, sure. I think that some of, some of the account some of the accounts are definitely embellished, but but they are real. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Okay, Kari, go ahead. Take it away. Well, uh, I'm interested in the earlier accounts. To be honest, how this how these things became kind of uh, seafaring mythology back in the the adventurer times, where everyone went around on boats. Mm-hmm. Um, Hell yeah. In terms, in terms of like the Kraken as we think of it being real now, no, because I think a lot of it was conflated with giant squids and octopuses. But um, yeah, it's definitely interesting, but I'm gonna have to give it a zero. Wow, what? <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dennis says that all mature men and women know about Jelly's Marble Racing. Oh, yeah. I saw that on uh, Ozzy Man reviewed it. Uh, I would just like us to think that, uh, I mean, who's to say what the hell is lurking in the deep depths of the ocean? Mm, for sure. uh, and especially what's happening, you know, the way that we have been taking advantage of our planet. If I were a Kraken, I would stay way far away from humanity and just stick to the very bottom of the ocean. So I'd like us to just keep in mind that we keep finding these giant squids. And who's to say that there isn't the mother of all mother giant squids lurking at the bottom of the ocean just waiting mm. to mm. eat can we factor sci-fi climate change now <laughs> yeah no. I re- no you no. open the door let's help this <laughs> no you know why you know why because it's a scientific mm. fact so it's not really up for any of us to factor sci-fi it if it's a scientific fact i mean as the consummate weather professional here okay it's not that i don't believe in climate change like i believe humans are ruining the earth and everything but you i believe also in, believe in but I also believe that the earth goes through cycles and that they're, it's currently going through a heating cycle. And I think I think that the earth will be here long uh, after humans are here. So if anything, we're just ruining it for ourselves and the earth will come back up okay. and conquer. It's been through plenty of different phases and things. So like, it's not that I don't think like climate change is real, but I'm just saying like the earth also can just withstand a lot more than people think. And like, it'll bounce back. We won't be here, but it'll bounce back. It'll be fine in a few million years from now. It'll be chilling again. We just won't be here. I don't think the argument is whether or not that global warming will be so bad that all of a sudden the planet explodes. It's just that yeah. it will no longer be habitable. Yeah, and we'll all die. I'm so that's sorry our own I fault. opened this. But like, sorry. I was like, yeah, like you wanted to I'm go so there. Sorry. Just global warming. So like, that's not really like a point of, you know, it's like, yeah. But the fact is that global warming is happening. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go. It was really fun, guys. I'm so glad we were here tonight. <laughs> you guys started this. Okay. Any final, any Tuesday. final thoughts, anybody? Yeah. I don't have so anything else to I say do. for me. Okay. Yeah, what? We what, Kari? Right. You're half right there. I there know. Are, there are multi-decadal oscillations and cycles within the Earth atmospheric system. Yeah. But for sure, humans are altering those cycles and changing the rate at which the oceans heat 
and it throws the salt water in the fresh water. Oh, for sure. No, I absolutely. But I also just think I like, I get it, but I'm like, at the end of the day, the planet I think is going to be fine. Like, because what, okay. I genuinely think that humans are like a bacteria on earth and earth is just literally trying to get rid of us. They're like, ew, we're gross. We're going to heat up, warm up and get rid of you nasty motherfuckers. Like, and the the earth is literally like throwing up everywhere entire week. (laughs) I'm out of here. That's not mean that we don't have, I'm not doing this now. Bye, Bye, baby. <laughs> Y'all well, want to ask like, questions. Oh, well. like, pull the pin out of this grenade and leave the room. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly Thanks, what Bobby. Thanks, baby. Uh, yeah, any final thoughts? They lit the match and walked away. That was fun, you guys. Whoa. We'll see you guys. Wait, Just play the Bobby's Cryptid Corner. Bye, everybody. Bye. Climate change. Degenerate.